Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for Seminal Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminal Headlines, right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. Great to be with you. Hope you're well. Big night tonight, boys. Before we get started, we've got... To always remind our listeners and viewers, if you're watching on Warchant TV, like and subscribe, of course. Great to have you on board. Good to see you, Stephen. Like and spike, as he says. Good afternoon. Uh, And that, uh, well, register sausage is delicious. There's no reason that you haven't ordered it yet. Or if you're in Tallahassee, hell, just swing on by the Publix. There's uh, mountains of it. (laughs) Did you see the the Tally Mackshack guy tweeted a photo at us the other day of uh, some concoction they've come up with? with with the oh, registers, your mic's not even on, Matthew. We gotta get we gotta get Corey's mic on here. I understand he you can be a fan. guys. There I mean, is. you can't deprive <laughs> the listeners of what I just said. It was probably the best thing I've ever said on the show. Damn it, man! But uh, yeah, so it's got the register sausage, the jalapeno cheddar, <clears throat> with just a mound of other stuff like mac and cheese. I mean, they're mounds about mounds are great. The, jala- the jala- <laughs> mounds of anything, yeah. The, really mounds are awesome. The jalapeno cheddar. Is is enough on itself? Yeah, you don't but need a mound of that. Some mounds of but, other uh, stuff. But anyway, but just uh, another good partner for Register Sausage, who uh, wants to partner with all the local restaurants in mm, town. He's that's uh, right. Registers uh, uh, Ben Ben the Sausage guy is a good guy, and uh, has uh, done. I mean, he had the registers. Uh, he had the sausage um, during COVID. I forgot what he called it, but he he did outreach. He provided free sausage Man. to local businesses to help them during the quarantine and. Uh, but anyway, he's in Benzinol. It's a great uh, Florida company, and you can order it uh, online at registermeats.com or go to, as you said, all the grocery stores in the northeast Florida, down in, over to Jacksonville, uh, well, northwest Florida, over to Jacksonville, down into, uh, I think they're getting down into Tampa and Orlando. Boom. And uh, you can order it around the country at registermeats.com. I have to tell my peeps down in Tampa State to do the right thing. He needs to have a promo code in case they beat Duke tonight. Ooh, I don't know what that would a, be, but it needs to be something. Can you believe it? Exclamation <clears throat> point. I don't normally yeah. say that uh, a, about a, Florida State at home against anybody. This is a really good Duke team. Like I, Objectively speaking, if you just looked at this team, you'd go, boy, they're kind of fun to watch. They, they're awfully talented, and it's annoying because uh, they do a lot of things well. But, hey, Florida State at the TLCCC. Hey, man, there have been worse FSU teams that is correct. to beat better, better Duke teams yeah, probably than this so. one. Probably uh, so. That one, especially the the yeah. Jason Williams, back, Mike Dunleavy, oh, that, back a, in the day, unreasonable. That, that, that was, was at a, that game. That was yes. a crazy one. That's that's the most yeah. 
unpredictable win in Florida State history, probably. Yeah, I was in shock. Because that was as a the, bad Florida State team. Very bad. And it and was as the an game awesome went on, Duke team. As the game went on, I kept going, this isn't, this isn't going to happen. I was sitting with my buddy Matt Britton. I was like, this yeah. isn't going to happen. And then it just kept happening. Could the promo code be suck it, Coach K? Oh, I like that. Is that I, I don't that, know. That's, that's a little disrespectful. It's on, a way out, on his way out, man. He's always been pretty kind to Leonard, right? Uh, I mean. He's always been pretty yeah. kind to Leonard. He the, always says nice things about Leonard. The time Leonard. when he acted like he was his life was in danger because the Noles. Well, right. Ira, you got to get over grudges. But most more often than not, he's been he's been kind Post to Leonard. Post that moment, he has been better. Once It's like somewhere along the way he accepted it. I don't know if it was one too many losses on the road here at the TLCCC where he finally had to be like, well, well, damn it, this guy's got something going on here because he does respect the fact that playing here is difficult. He'll, uh, he'll he, talk about yeah, it. And he does respect Coach Hamilton, no, oh. no, no question. But, uh, but How yeah, about I, suck at Duke? Suck we'll make it Duke. more general just than just straight a, at Duke. Than a straight at Coach K, one of the fine gentlemen in, in all of sports. How about some get you some? Because mm. you can get you some register sausage. I like right. it. And get you, right. yeah, you like that? Yeah. A little get you some? Yeah, that's fine. If it happens tonight, it'll be very late. Yeah. We'll all be celebrating very, yeah. very yeah. late. The old 9 p.m. tip at the TLC. That's a bit of a dagger. I do, I do it think hurts Flor- your feelings a little bit. I do think uh, the styles usually accommodate Florida State pretty well because of the style of play. Um, you know, Duke, they're going to they're gonna extend so far defensively. Yep. Florida State's usually got really good athletes who can attack off the dribble. You know, we've seen that time and time again. Defensively, Duke's usually got some really good bigs, but Florida State punts, fronts the post so well and denies those passes into the post, so that's always a good matchup for Florida State. Correct. And then also, uh, you know, I think the way Florida State, uh, the depth, Duke usually mm. plays a lot of times six, seven guys, and Florida State will play 10, 11 guys. And I think we've been seeing that lately. FSU's depth has been taking its toll a little bit. I thought it was a factor against Miami. I thought it was a factor against Syracuse. And uh, that sometimes becomes a factor against Duke as well. So there's some things that work in FSU's favor in this matchup. I don't like to be cynical, but I would be very surprised if Florida State won this game. I, I just... If Malik isn't, if he plays at all, he's not going to be a hundred percent. He he might not play. Um, and I did just you don't match up. Usually, Florida State does match up athletically with them. I I don't know that that's the case this time around. Well, but I mean the bigs. Everybody's talking about the bigs. I just when's how many bigs for Duke have gone off against Florida State? No, I think the their best player is the swing kid though. Sure. The, the, he's not. I wouldn't yeah. call him well, a he's big. Be but a he's, problem. Yeah, for sure. But I'm and saying, then the, but the but the but the but a lot of people are focused on the difference. What they have inside versus what Florida State has. Inside. So Wendell Moore, Banchero are the two guys. The, the, they're their you, big scores. Yeah, you really but they also have the shot blocker. Yeah, yeah. and then that kid's a. They don't usually. He's like a. Uh, he's kind of like a Plumley. Like he he does. They don't. He doesn't have to score a lot, but he affects. He can rebound and he blocks shots. Well, what Ira was just talking about with Duke setting up. A lot of times they'll spread the court just for that entry pass to Williams, who's so big. And you saw him do it against Miami. And you know they lost that game against Miami. I mean, that's a guy that if he gets if he gets his position, you're not stopping him. We don't have really anybody well, that's going to stop him. But traditionally, Florida State makes it really difficult to do that. because yeah. they do front the post and then they harass. They've got length on the perimeter yeah. that makes those entry passes harder. Ask Roy Williams about that. Remember how he bitched yes. about it? That his young player yes. was trying you to can't get make the, that pass. Like, we can't make the pass. The what do you want us to do? really good for him now. Baycott. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, yeah. swing it. Yeah. Like, we, we can't, can't swing, swing it, it They won't let us <laughs> they won't swing let it. They won't let us swing it to the other side of the court. It's too long. Yeah. I'm, not, yeah, I'm not saying Florida State's going to win the game. I'm just saying that's why Florida State usually gives Duke a run for their money, no matter where the game is. And they've had really solid success against them at home. Hey, so really quick, I had to do this for College Sportsbook. I got to talk to the great Adrian Crawford. It's, uh, you guys will get that later on today on YouTube. Go check it out. Uh, but I was looking at certain numbers from a sporting standpoint, but it also helps tell the story of the game. Uh, Banchero tonight, 
according to prize picks, 17 and a half. You going over or under that for Ben Chero? I would probably say over. Wendell over, yeah. Moore, 13 and a half. I went over, over. on Wendell Moore. Yeah, I might 13. go under on that. Really? Over. Okay. And then Caleb Mills, I went over on the 12 and a half. If Florida State's going to win, he's got to score more than 12. Yeah, I'd go over on that. Yeah, I think so too. He might rise to the moment. Well, for the reasons that Ira gave too, you're going to get some one-on-ones <clears throat> up top, and he's a scorer, yeah. and he can finish with either hand. Yeah, I, I believe that. I went under on Malik Osborne, 10 and a half, just because of the ankle. I don't even know if he's going to play. Let's hope he plays. Speaking of which, that's something we should address right off the bat. In a big game like this, you, you're going to need him. Uh, ideally to be able to play and defend. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, yesterday Leonard Hamilton was very doubtful that Malik would play, but he did say that they were going to get more final word later in the day. I mean, he's been in that boot since last week, um, and they basically shut him down because he was he was trying to play through a lingering ankle injury and it wasn't coming around. So they put him in a boot. He missed the last game. Uh, they were going to check him out later in the day. I mean, there's a chance he'll be able to play, but even if he can, your question is you know, how effective he would be. But if he doesn't play... That's you know, problem. Yeah, it's problematic. problematic. I mean, we love the weatherman. <clears throat> yeah, and he was great in that game on Saturday, but Syracuse isn't quite the, <laughs> the athletic right. roster that Duke that Duke presents. Weatherman was great, man. It was it. What a decision on defense, too, man. He, well, yeah. he really kind of locked it down on eight, defense. Nine minutes of the yeah. game out there. He but played the last nine minutes at center at, on the road of an ACC game. Yeah, and he played well. Yeah, he and did. He could move better laterally than our other bigs. He also got to the that ACC logo, which kind of opened the door for things offensively, and you know, kind of carried the day. I, I I'm curious, you know, what made what led to that decision? I actually we always talk about. Uh, players, but we should talk about coaching there. That's great coaching. Like yeah. understanding that the other guys weren't up to that yeah. challenge. It wasn't a good matchup. Or they're a little green, whatever you want to call it. And knowing that, hey, I'm going to go to my walk on in a big road game in the ACC. Dude, who pulls that trigger? Leonard did, and that yeah. turned. And kudos to him and his coaching staff because it led to a win. Well, it was a perfect situation for him, and I think you know Corey was touching on it briefly just there. Not only the fact that, I mean, your other bigs with Tenor and Gom out, and we don't know what, if he's going to be back anytime this season, but your other bigs, Quincy Ballard and uh, uh, McLeod, McLeod, Nahim McLeod, are, uh, yeah, they're very green. This is their first year. Well, Ballard's been in the system for <clears> over a year, but Nahim McLeod, this is his first year in the system, and they just don't know exactly. And, and what Florida State asks their bigs to do, especially defensively, is nothing they've ever done in their lives. Yeah, gotta, gotta, you got to switch on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, guarding, you're guarding point guards, you're guarding shooters. It's just such yeah. a new experience. Whereas Harrison Prieto has been in the system for six years. He knows exactly what to do. And Syracuse isn't a team that necessarily could exploit it the way maybe a Duke could. And it's not like against Syracuse you need a 6'11 kid right. to make sure Bayheim doesn't get a shot off. You just need somebody out there on him so he doesn't get the shot off. And Ballard, who's a much better athlete, um, just let you know, let Beheim walk right into a three. Didn't didn't uh, deny the pass. Didn't get out on him. And immediately after Beheim knocked down that three, I think to put him up by three, or maybe put him up in the game. Uh, that's when Prieto came in, and the rest is history. I wanted to talk about the charge. Call. I just was going to bring that up. <clears throat> I've never been. We know college refereeing. It's we a know, hard task. They're not good at it, but it's a difficult job because a lot of calls are fifty fifty. But they aren't. I, I promise you block charges are 90-10 blocks. There are about 10% of charges that are actually called that are actually charges. charges. So why is it always a 50-50 prop? And that particular call <laughs> is so egregious, I want to know if he got suspended for it. It's an awful 
awful call. Don't you feel like we do this every other basketball game? This one was unique. This one was incredible because it was in the open court. Right, right. Sometimes you could say, okay, maybe they didn't have a good view of it. or <laughs> It's a help whatever. defender yeah, in yeah. half court stepping up. This was up. unbelievable. I mean, the rule is verticality, and he was, was horizontally. Correct. I mean, yeah. he, he's running off with the ground him, when he got and hit. he's in the air. It's just insane. I mean, if you wanted to call it a no call because it's at home, I'd be like, all right, well, that's ridiculous, but okay, it's a yeah, no call. But to like, call a charge yeah. and wipe off the basket. Yeah, it was a five-point swing or a three-point swing because that was going to, well, you probably yeah. missed the free throw, but that was two points you took off the board. Right, you're up five. You could yeah. be up seven or eight. No, I think you're up seven. That no, puts you up nine five, or ten. Um, in, uh, I mean, it was just unbelievable, unbelievably a bad call. And then uh, my, my guy Bayheim's. And how does Hamilton not get a T right? I would have well, – remember when Bayheim his first game at Cameron – where he stormed on the court and ripped off his shirt and all yeah, that. Yeah. I feel like I would have come really close if I was Leonard to do it. If he had that. a better team, maybe he would. They're fragile, and yeah. you, you got a chance to win a game. Yeah. You can't come unglued there. I mean, kudos to Leonard. I'm with you. A lot of times I see stuff in these games where I go, I, I don't know how he makes it. I mean, it's been a long time. You got to go back to Leonard ripping off his coat against Duke all yeah, those yeah. years ago. I mean, it's been a long time since we've seen him snap. That's the one. Though. That would have the been team. the deserved snap. I mean, that was that was an all-time It would have warranted call. it. Yes. But the fact but, that he didn't do yeah. it was a good idea. And, if, and yeah. again, if he had a more experienced team or a better team, <laughs> maybe he would. If he had I Tony think, Douglas over there, he'd been like, all right, we can handle that. Yeah, you know, I think that was impressive to me about this win was the fact that they withstood that because right after that play, Syracuse takes the lead, and yeah. I'm thinking, okay, I mean, they're going to lose this game because of that ridiculous call, and then sure enough, man, they fought back. I mean, they, they've they've shown something these last few games. I love the I love the Cleveland dunk on the next Ooh, time he got man. on the court. Yeah. With a, there was oh, yeah, vengeance. there was some there was some anger in that dunk, rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, three straight wins for a team that really looked like this could be a sub-500, maybe well below 500 group in the ACC this year, doesn't mean that they're going to coast to uh, the NCAA tournament, which, by the way, somebody's going to ask us. I already looked ahead at the questions about their ceiling. I'll just say this. This this was a group that a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, we thought, can you make the tournament? It's a legitimate yeah. question whether or not this team can make the well, tournament. Well, it still is. Of course. But what I will say is if you do the look ahead, because you won those three games, you gave yourself the wiggle room that if you lose as an underdog, as you will be in these next two, well, next two ACC games, this one and Miami, yeah. okay, no big deal. You'll be 500 in the ACC because you went ahead and took care of business. I, I would say, though, that you, you've, you've, this, you don't get many chances, weirdly, this year in the ACC for a marquee win. Um, there just aren't. I think Duke might be the only team ranked. Um, I don't know that there's Carolina's good, and they'll be, they'll be they might be ranked. Uh, yeah, they play, eventually. They play Miami but that's today. at that's at Carolina. Game. You've got Duke at home uh, at Miami at Carolina at Duke. You've got about three or four chances to have a really impressive resume win. Other than that, it ain't a lot. Like Wake Forest at home doesn't move the needle. Virginia Tech at home doesn't get you in the tournament. Yeah, Even stacking stinks. up wins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Virginia's not a normal Virginia. This is uh, one of your few opportunities because you didn't do well in the. Non-conference. Non this is one of your few opportunities to get a marquee win because if you finish, I don't know, three, four games over five hundred in the ACC, that, that's not a guarantee like normal that you get into the tournament. Right. Ordinarily, it would be. Yeah. All I'm saying is that because you did beat Louisville, Miami, and Syracuse back-to-back-to-back. -to -back -to -back, you're in the yeah, running, yeah. Well, and you're fourth right now in the conference, one game back in the loss column from first place. So, A, that's good from where they were. B, let's say you lose to Duke tonight. We're not assuming that, but you are underdogs. So then you got North Florida, got to win that game, obviously. But then it's Miami on the road. I'm going to suspect Miami will win that game. Not guaranteed. How dare you. But then, listen, it's Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Clemson, and Wake Forest, and Pitt – 
you could easily, easily, I won't say they will, but yeah. you could easily win every one of those yeah, you games. you go 4-1. and one. You are giving yourself a real <laughs> opportunity here. It does get a lot easier after this little stretch between uh, Duke and then, uh, yeah. and then Miami. You just, you're going to have at some point to beat one of the big boys, I think, to get in. I, I don't know that those five games do enough for you. I, maybe I mean, they do. Is your point, though, there's not a lot of big boys to beat. Yeah, I know. So you gotta you got to take, take advantage of the couple that you have. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know if three straight wins over Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, and Pitt are anywhere close to one win over Duke. I guess it's going to come down to how many teams from the league get in. I was going to say, yeah. how many teams will the league get in? It's a one-bid league right now, guys. But It's a one-bid league. It's I, like, I would, no, you know it's like the Mac. You, you know better than that. But if Florida State were to, in conference, at that point, be 7-4 and four in the ACC, it is, it's hard. Maybe I'm just having a more difficult time wrapping my mind around the idea that a team, let's say they rattle off those three wins in a row after these two against Duke and Miami, uh, and I think they will if they're healthy. If you're seven and four in the ACC coming down the home stretch, and I grant you, you got to go on the road at Duke. You're not going to win yeah. that game. Um, you got to be at the Dean, uh, Dean Center against North Carolina. You're probably not going to win that game. But you could he be. Calls it the Dean Center. I like that. Yeah. Some call it the Dean Dome. I don't. I call it the Dean, the Dean Center. Center. Well, you show respect. It's actually the official name. Yeah. The Dean E. Smith Center. That's correct. That's right. It's the right. Dean Center. Right. Uh, I don't have to kowtow to the way right. they do the things they at talk. UNC, yeah. man. Hillbillies. So Boston College, Virginia. Virginia is there. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So, for years and years and years, especially during Coach Hamilton's first 10, 12 years, Leonard's first 10, 12 years, we would lament when they were on the bubble and they didn't get the benefit of the doubt. And the Syracuse was get the benefit of the but doubt. But they would or get the, the benefit of the doubt now. That's what I'm asking. Is They've now is Florida that. State yeah. in a position oh, where they get sure. the benefit of the doubt? Yeah. Three straight sweet 16s. If you haven't earned it by then, what the hell are right. we doing? Yeah. Yeah. It, a couple of those blowouts are a little rough to look at in hindsight, but I don't know that I don't know that margin of loss comes into effect well, and that do, much. And do they consider the fact that you had a really young team and it's gotten better and better and better? Let's hope. Let's hope they do. I, yeah. I like going to March Madness. I think it's fun. I hope they have it all in one city again this year. That was really that really was awesome. That was really neat. Seminole headlines ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners, it's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. 
Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. We're back. Yeah, good talk. <laughs> I was good gonna, talk. I was going to give you an answer to that. Uh, so, by the way, somebody asked this, and it's pertinent because we've been talking about this in the past recently, uh, in particular because of Marvin Jones. Uh, Seminal Moments asks on the chat, why are Warwick, Dunn, Winky, and Seabass not in the Hall of Fame, but C.J. freaking Spiller is? Good question. So yeah. my question is, to follow up on that, and it's a real good question, there doesn't seem to be a rhyme There's or reason. There's rhyme or to, no, nor reason. No reason. Rhyme, no, nor re- no, no rhyme nor reason. Like Guys could wait 30 years who were two-time All-Americans and the best player in the country. Yeah, it would make more sense if guy, you were going you know, year by year, like they do in every other sport. It would, because Marvin, if Marvin Jones is just now getting in, you think his class would include, like, Ty Detmer and David Klingler and guys the other guys from the era. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's for C.J. Spiller to be in, who played in like '08, right? I was going to say, did he play last year? Yeah, he played like C.J. Spiller. He was uh, twelve years after work done is bizarre, and you can't say that C.J. Spiller was obviously a better player, had a better career. So who knows? They'll all get in eventually. You would have to think, Um, but I don't know if like you only want to take one player from a school every couple years. To spread it out to other universities, I don't know. Would would, would a rhyme help <clears throat> if you called the college football hall guy and said or woman? And I have said, a rhyme. You have a no, rhyme. No, no. If you called and said, "What's going on? Why is why is work done not in the hall of fame?" And she or he gave you a rhyme, like a poem. but not a reason, but not right. a reason, just a rhyme. Would yeah, a rhyme what help? A dumb saying. So if she suddenly went hickory dickory dock, you'd be yeah. like, "Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. There, there is a rhyme. There, there yeah. is a rhyme. Yeah. Not really a reason. <laughs> right. The uh, Austin put together uh, who works for us put together a nice. Uh, story and list in a poll of uh, which Florida State players are most deserving to be in the Hall of Fame next after Marvin Jones. And uh, the voters went with more work done. I think Mickey Andrews got a lot of votes. Yeah, I think yeah. Mickey would have been high on the you list. guys would support as Peter well. Warwick, uh, Janikowski. Lee Corso got some. Yeah, Lee Corso. I saw that initially. I'm like, I don't know about Lee Corso. But it's uh, a lifetime achievement. But, but it's also, he has... Like Vital's in the Basketball Hall of Fame, right? Or should he be? Is a contributor, I hope he is. Yeah. yeah, and so Corso could get in as a contributor even more than what he did as a player uh, because he has been on that show or for coach. thirty or coach. Uh, yeah. for thirty years. But yeah, I would say both Warwick's and Winky. Winky won the flipping Heisman and, and a national, national championship. championship. Yes, yeah, I feel like that deserves some uh, recognition. So they'll all get in eventually. Yeah, you would think by the all by by the end of it, there'll be what fifteen. The thing dynasty is, guys. I mean, college football. Wadsworth, Bulwer. I mean, there's so many teams and so many great players. Like, yeah. like man, just put 30 in every year. You, I mean, I, thank you. Like, wow. You don't have to be really, selective. really selective yeah. like you are in the Pro Football Hall yeah. of Fame. It's not the Hall of Good. I get it in the Pro Football like, Hall of Fame. Like, who's going to argue? Really look, yeah. Like, Katzenmoyer? Really? really? How are yeah. you throwing him into the Hall of Fame? I don't make. I mean, of course, just get him in. Diehard college football fans, you wouldn't need quote-unquote experts. You'd need somebody to be able to prove their worth as a college football fan. But I'm telling you, as the three of us, and we could grab ten people whom we know yes. that love the sport and have been watching since they were young, and you could sit them down and say, all right, we're going to give you a pool of players of guys that played post-1984 on. Yeah, We would be able, I think, as well as anybody to go, he is, he isn't, he definitely is, he isn't. You could just do it all yeah. in one day. 
You could yes, have 197 guys from 84 <laughs> to 94, and then we could go on to the next. Yeah. And I'd be like, yep, yeah, he's in, he's in, he's definitely not. How is he not in? You would be shocked how many of those guys from that era, 84, say, to 2000, that are not in. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Miami's, Miami has the same oh, issue. Yeah, like They got weird. plenty of dudes that aren't in yet. And they had, as you guys might remember, they had some good players during that stretch few, as well. Few, couple, probably, couple. you know, less than they think. Hey, how about uh, Rock on uh, – Peyton, on uh, Peyton the Peyton, Peyton and Eli thing last night, talking about sacking Charlie Ward. Yeah, I didn't watch. He, he brings that up all the time. He, well, they I, brought it up to him, yeah. but he might have told them ahead of time, hey, yeah. bring up the fact that I sacked Charlie Ward. He brings it up when he, he used to bring it up when he wrestled and he yes, came here. Exactly. He'd bring it up at the yeah. arena, which is funny. Uh, yeah, no, he's also in the video of uh, which we showed earlier this year. Um, it was oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, pick yeah. six with yeah, Devin yeah, Bush. Yeah, yeah. The, these uh, NFL playoffs have been great, man. We've just so, been soaking yeah. them up. For, soaking first round's a toughie. Although I did thoroughly enjoy the Raiders game against Cincinnati, and I enjoyed because I went uh, undefeated over the weekend, guys, on a uh, money line parlay for every game. Mm. Wow. They mm. really, it meant a lot to me to watch those good. results. Good mm. Felt really okay. good. Felt really good. Those were easy. Yeah, weren't to a lot pick. of surprises. Not I was going to say you picked every favorite. Uh, I took San Francisco to win on the road. Oh, okay. yeah. All right, so that was the one. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But so that the got one. a little dicey there at the end. I love that. Little dicey. I, I almost wrote a column. Um, I I can't get over the ineptitude of football coaches in late game situations. Sure, it makes no sense. No, if you've got the ball at the forty yard line with fourteen seconds left. Is your better chance to score throwing it twice into the end zone? Or maybe even three times, depending. Or doing a scramble to get to the 25 to then spike ostensibly throw a Hail Mary into the end zone. It's not like you get to the 25 and all of a sudden the whole playbook opens up. You're running five verticals, no matter what. And in fact, I almost called him a bad name, and I don't even care. I don't care about the Cowboys. McCarthy afterwards is like, hey, we're running five verticals anyway. What difference is it? And it's like, yeah, exactly. So why don't you run five verticals? But he was defending the play call. Like, oh, it makes perfect sense. We're running five verticals. You'd rather be at the 25. Like, no, no, not really. Not really. You're just throwing it up there. Well, I mean, you would Ask rather. Jackson Technically, State. you would rather. But, but what, are the, I what are the chances? I, of course, your reasoning is right in that you wouldn't run I mean, it becomes, 14 it yards. more of a real play yes. at 25 yards than yes. it would be But moreover, moreover, your quarterback didn't understand he, the he rules. Just more that was crazy. And, then, and, and then they didn't get lined up quickly. It's a pretty good shot just, by that referee, too. <laughs> yeah, but, I need my quarterback to be able That was like Ponder getting hit by Ty Jones. Like, don't get knocked off the ball that much. I need my quarterback to understand you're not allowed to just hand the ball to yourself center and have him yeah. spotted it doesn't yeah. work that way dumbass it was but also when you watch the replay none of the cowboys a couple of cowboys were just kind of yeah. not running up it's like it, they hadn't even practiced that just tell your guys to run in the end zone throw it up there twice you might get a pass interference well how about if you're not you know 14 penalties and you had you were second in the league all year long in penalties i mean they, they, that's what they did and they you weren't ready to play yeah i mean you're down 10 to nothing before yeah. you knew it yeah you're down not that we feel sorry for the cowboys but their defense was ridiculous in the first couple drives i mean it was well, ridiculous. they weren't ready to they play. weren't even out there well that goes back to mccarthy we'll and the other to, you know, uh the other big story from a florida state perspective is number one it is incredible that cam Akers looks like that after How? the injury he How's suffered. How is it even possible? And it is awful bad luck. Cam Akers isn't a big S talker, I don't think. For him to to do the, cele- the, the celebration as the guy is knocked out is just bad luck. He clearly didn't know, and he said as much as after the game, as we all did, that he hadn't knocked that guy out. That Buda Baker because was when, out. when does a DB get ever knocked out in a situation like that? And Buda Baker's awesome. He's a good player. Um, so it's just real. It was really bad look, uh, uh, bad, a bad luck, look. in a bad look for a guy that didn't know that he had knocked a guy literally out. He was unconscious. His his arms yeah, were lifted up. It's uncomfortable to watch, yeah. isn't it? Every it time really you see is. It, you know, yeah, that's, just, that's part of the game. Man. It was but, a heck of a hit, though, man. Good night. 
But those things are, that's how it always is. Because if somebody, you know, DB gets a hit and he stands over a guy, that's what they do. But when it turns out the guy's really hurt, yeah, it looks like, awful. Oops. But, but, but think about the mindset, and I saw it on Twitter. I know it's reactionary on Twitter, but the mindset of people to immediately jump to Cam Akers he was celebrating guy was, a guy uh, being perhaps paralyzed or at worst knocked out and leaving. It's like, come on, man. It's one of the things you think don't about, do, which uh, is to say you don't check Twitter. Well, you're not. Well, during show, a game. I thought you were going to say, yeah, yeah. No, no, I you're say you don't, don't celebrate. Just don't check Twitter. Right, right. It's okay. I mean, it'd make him a sociopath. To be like, yeah, you're too small. Enjoy that ambulance ride. He would. I mean, of course he wouldn't do that. That's nuts. And but heard, people think that. Although it'd be a hell of a thing to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anybody doubts, I mean, I've heard that they actually know each other and like each other. And I mean, it was just it was yeah, not football, at all. Man, it's it just football. unlucky. I'm lowering my shoulder. Your helmet, my helmet collide. And yeah. I mean, didn't Parrish get sent? Roscoe Parrish had to go to the hospital well, after that, that game, yeah, right? Yeah. And Stanford Samuels got up and celebrated that. No, I he didn't imagine. get up and sit, no. He no, that's there. right. He got he, he laid was, there. He, he took was a hurt. brunt of it too. Man, that was tough. That's actually not a good hit. I mean, it's a great hit to watch over right. and over again. But that's kind of the helmet to the you know that's they both were hurt there. Uh, that said, I can tell you that none of these guys, very rarely, unless you're Bill Romanowski or some dumbass like that. It is very rare that any player goes in to hit another player with the idea, I'm going to hurt this guy. You right. don't have enough time. Yeah, in a running back especially. You just don't like... have enough time. It's, it's so fast, and you're just trying to win leverage. you got to get a guy to the ground. You're not thinking, like, if I can hit him in this way, then maybe he'll be hurt. Wouldn't that be? Nobody does that. Doesn't happen. Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. How you doing there, podcasters? Good. Good to hear it. Listen, <laughs> if, you're, if you're wondering uh, for, you know, for a good place to eat, Watch a game, have a cold beer, enjoy a lot of choices. We suggest Horizons Bar and Grill. Maybe even run into us. You Could might happen. see us. Could you and I especially. Yes. I mean, I'm there once a week, I think. When I'm in town, I'm there. Stephanie and I are there. Great place. Cold beer, hot women, everything you want in a uh, – I probably shouldn't have said that. Or, no, it's or okay. Hot beer and cold women. <laughs> whatever bars. you're into. I, I, like, I like the good-looking ladies, too. That's sure, all right. But, but even if that's uh, not your thing, I'll be there. I'm a good-looking guy. And we would all agree, great food. Legitimately, the most important food. part of this ad is the great food. It's great food. They got TV, sports bar. They got that vibe, but beer, food, everything you could want. And most importantly, again, other than uh, the food, is that there is at least, I'd say, a 35% chance one of us would be there. And you get the mac and cheese bites. And you can get those shrimp tacos, which yeah. are the king. Uh, you get the, you've gotten healthy on me lately. You, I eat you, the hummus. You eat the, I hummus. Get the hummus. Who eats really that? Good. He I, does. At Horizons I, I, Bar I know I like hummus. Maybe I go. don't, but Horizon's got some great hummus. But you look for them on their website. You can see their happy hour specials. Uh, just a great place to hang out. And it's and if you want to like a little upscale dinner, you yeah. can go in there for that as well. It's at Bannerman Crossing at the uh, right off of Thomasville Road in Bannerman, uh, up there on the northeast Tallahassee. Tell them headlines sent you. Well, the important thing is support the people who help support Seminole Headlines. That's Horizons Bar and Grill. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Some Florida State football news for you. Let's start with a transfer. Trey Benson running back out of Oregon. He committed to Oregon back in 2019, signed with them then, enrolled in 2020, is now here in Tallahassee. Trey Benson is a running back who's 6'1", 203, 204, depending on where you look. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I think he, yeah, that's about right. Um, but, yeah, he's a guy who was, you know, 
well thought of coming out of high school. I know I'm pretty sure Mike Norvell was recruiting him coming out of high school, and um, and FSU's coaches really liked him. He went to Oregon, blew out his knee, had a really bad, uh, I think ACL, MCL, and maybe some other damage. Nothing like permanent, no nerve damage or anything like that. But, that explains the two year window. There, but just though, yeah. yeah, but then he came back last year and only carried the ball six or seven times. Uh, didn't get a lot of at bats. They had a good running back um, situation last year, so he didn't get a lot of action. Uh, but uh, I think Florida State clearly made him a priority when he went in the transfer portal, and so now you add another back to go, basically to re- replace Jay Sean Corbin. I don't know if they believe he could be a Jay Sean Corbin running back, or if he's just another guy in that room. But but he's uh, so is that number like ten? Him. Number ten on the no, por- no number oh, ten, 10 on the overall. Portal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, in the running back room. Yeah, no, no, no he's not a tight end. <laughs> ten on the portal. All right, here we go. In addition to that, if you go over to WarChant.com, you can check out the story. Uh, as posted by Aslan, Oregon wide receiver Micah Pittman, Albany defensive lineman Jared Verse, and of course West Virginia wide receiver Winston Wright Jr. all spoke to uh, the media today. Impressions? Yeah, I was just telling you guys off there. Like it's it's interesting to note the difference between Pittman and Wright. Uh, I maybe you could tell that just Pittman comes from an NFL family. Um, he's a, he's a, I don't know. I want to. I don't want to say self-aggrandizing. He just he knows how to talk the game. He said he's got a big personality. Yeah, he's he got a very big himself. personality. You can tell he he probably enjoys doing media. He and his girlfriend had a YouTube channel. Oh, well, there you go. So he enjoys the attention. Meanwhile, my man from South Georgia that went up to the coal mining state uh, just goes out there and plays football and doesn't really have time for for much of the the talking. Which is which is great, man. Go out there and make plays. It's fine. Yeah, Winston Wright was not quite as talkative. He was nice enough. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, he would answer a question in like seven or eight words and be ready for the next question. Ready to move on. Micah Pittman's giving you a really detailed answer. You know, it seems a little bit, you know, he's, he went to high school in California, kind of comes off kind of like Cam McDonald, one of those guys that, uh, you know, kind of likes the attention and all right. that kind of thing. And then Jared Verse is the defensive end who uh, – Who we're all was, excited about. Yes, yes. I mean, his numbers last year are kind of crazy. Yeah. He had, in one season, he had 53 tackles. For a defensive end, 53 tackles, 10 and a half sacks. And like uh, 21 tackles for loss or something. Nuts. I think over the two years. I think yeah. It, yeah. So he's a And you and I talked end. about when it happened a week ago, Ira, we were talking about the, the maturity in his comments. Right. I mean, they, they, yeah. they really you get excited about the way he views uh, the work that he has to put in, uh, his role as a player, what he wants to do for the team. That kind of stuff, and and it was a little bit more nuanced than just your standard. Yeah, I want to do whatever they ask me to do. It was awesome. He talked about growing as a man and everything else, and why he chose. It gave insight into again why this group has done a really good job. Not only is it a necessity that they do a good job in the transfer portal as they fill holes on the roster, but also how they connect with these guys and how they're first to reach out to them and why those guys are interested because they've had a lot of successes. Yeah, the, the one today though is it, the Benson kid is an interesting one. Like all these other, the first nine, it feels like. Had all proven themselves at a high major level, except for uh, Johnny Wilson. Had uh, well, but, he, but uh, Johnny Wilson at least played in a bunch of games yeah, and had eighteen catches. And Deuce. and Bless Harris played at Lamar. Yeah, Deuce, Deuce hadn't either. Uh, but that was at a position where you already you have three other guys. Running back is a position of need. Like you, you, you got to have some depth there. We don't know if I mean I guess DJ Williams is sticking around. I, I who knows? Um, but you have Treshawn Ward and then Toa Feely, and and that's it really from a proven standpoint. And this guy had six carries this past year, so it's interesting. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure they could have. There's dozens of running backs around the country that would have come to Florida State. What they saw in this kid, even coming off right. a major knee injury, that made them believe that he was ready to contribute come uh, the Superdome. Yeah, I think to me the the two things that I think you'd have to hang your hat on to help explain it, since we haven't talked to Mike Norvell about it yet, he won't be able to talk about him until he's uh, officially enrolled. But um, 
you know, one thing is the fact that they did recruit him. They they were aware of him coming out of high school. Yeah. So they knew the kid he was two years ago. Knew the skill set. Yeah. Plus the fact that, you know, Mike Norvell's close with Dan Lanning, who was their defensive coordinator, who saw him every day for the last two years. So my guess is they've gotten information back that, and he's fine. He's the guy you thought he was. He's going to be really good. He just didn't have any opportunities. I mean, I think that's what you have to assume is happening. Because well, like Dan you said, Lanning was at Georgia. He wasn't at Oregon. Oh, excuse me. You're right. You're right. Right. No, you're right. That's a good point. Um, it's it's actually a great point. Well, you you had a bad point. I yes. just called you on it. But um, but, but he had a good point right before it. Right. Right. Was that but they he recruited did, him. But yeah. he, he did get there, and and he got there before Benson went in the portal. And Kenny Dillingham is there, so they've both been there. They can ask around. Hey, is this kid healthy? Also, that was uh, Pittman. Yeah, for Pittman sure. Pittman was the teammate with them too. So, so a lot of or- what the Oregon Tallahassee it's pipeline. pipeline. It's going back and forth but, too. But that's my point. It's not like they're going blind into it. Yeah, and that would explain why you're not going after some of these other guys who maybe have 150 carries somewhere else. Right. I think they really like this guy. Now, whether or not he can be a feature back, I don't know. Well, and he comes in. You weren't going to get. You probably weren't going to get a five star guy that ran for a thousand yards. Right. I mean that 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 wasn't on the table. But you have a guy that at most, at worst, is adding depth, right, and is a bigger body. Speaking of adding depth, is there any word? Do we have any insight as to whether or not they will add depth at quarterback? I think they will. I just don't think it's a rush. Yeah. But I think they will. And then once once you couldn't get somebody for the spring semester, you know, I don't know. And and you know, maybe they could still sneak somebody in for the spring semester, but spring semester's already been going on. Uh so my guess is it's not that important. Maybe you can get a guy who loses a spring battle. Um you know, after the spring. That's what I was thinking is now it's probably the timetable is after spring practices right. when a guy sees the writing on the wall. The last thing I wanted to say though, uh before I start talking about Dan Landing in Oregon, right. uh, was that what a great um, team he put together yes, this year did. out there? Nice, nice work out there, Dan. Um, was that talking about Verse? And you can watch all those interviews at warchant.com. We've got them all up on, on the YouTube channel. But Verse also, that maturity came across today as well. I thought one of the coolest things he said, and he's hinted at it before, was you know just talking about that conversation he had with Jermaine Johnson and how Jermaine Johnson told him not just the good things about Florida State, but also some of the bad things, things he didn't like about Florida State. And he was impressed that they would let somebody like that talk to him openly yeah. and that the kid would talk to him openly, and that kind of was a factor as well. And then hopefully Do you think that- morning practices was one of the bad things? <laughs> <laughs> would be number one on your yes. list. I got to wonder, too, I mean, Jermaine was a picture-perfect transfer portal, as it turned out. Right. I mean, he turned out to be the best player defensively in the ACC. Uh, above and beyond almost anything else, he did everything right, work ethic, preparation, everything he said. He recruited – after he left, you know, these guys, you would think that Mike Norvell and staff would sit down and also listen to that concern, whatever it was. That yeah, that's like, a point, right? like what like, he didn't yeah. like. Because he's he's yeah. not a guy that's a malcontent who really never bought in. He's a guy that did everything right. And he's been on all the whole spectrum. He's yeah. been at JUCO, yeah. at that crazy place, Georgia. the last chance you, and then he was at Georgia, and then Florida State. Yeah, he's So got if he's going to champion Florida State despite having some criticisms and no perfect places, you'd be, I think you would sit down and be like, okay, well, let's talk about that. What is that? And you're always doing self-scouting. That's another avenue by which you could learn about uh, how things get better. And uh, another thing that people would be interested in, uh, go watch the videos, but Pittman um, and Wright both talked about uh, returning kicks, yeah. which Punts and kicks. Pittman said he's hey, never man. dropped a punt. Said he's oh, never don't dropped do the that. Punt. Don't do that. Hey, yeah. I like that he put it out there. Well, that's I th- great. I thought the same thing. Don't do no, it. I like that he put it out oh. there. Like I don't drop. I've never dropped a punt. I not go like it sounded like you saying going back to his like Pop Warner days. But he has been returning he, punts. He should have been like, yeah, man. I saw that Florida game. What the hell was? Yeah. What's what's that guy's name? What's Andy's name? Was he still on the team? <laughs> Remember, and we talked about it. The Florida guy was distracted and angry that he couldn't return oh, a yeah. punt. And he's he caught like, it like this. Yeah. He's like talking to somebody as he catches <laughs> yeah. it in the air. It's and like ordering throws, lunch. Yeah, yeah. And he throws it to the officials. Like, that's really insulting, man. Yeah. 
<laughs> you really got to do that? I mean, my man's frustrated. They didn't block it up in front of him. He's like yelling at somebody. The ball's coming right at him. He's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, all right, Listen, right, guys, yeah. guys, let's do this did next you, time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just see what our guy did? Yeah, our guy's just over here. Yeah, <laughs> no chance in yeah. hell. So, uh, so that was good. You know, Pittman will be a – they'll both be in the uh, battle to return kicks. But it's good to know you have some guys with, with some history doing it and want to do it. Yeah, and Wright has kicked, returned a couple of touchdowns, kicks. Um, yeah. And, and Pittman's more of a punt return guy. But, yeah, and he also – he also was quick to say that, you know, I know I'm going to have to compete for the job. And it's like, no, man. It's not going to be. Hopefully it won't be. I can't imagine it's going to be much of a competition. But it, um, And then going back to the, the Jermaine Johnson, it's like, again, that guy just keeps producing good things for Florida State. That it's you silly how on high he will be held. And I, it's for one year. For one season. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. crazy. Especially if Burst turns into something that we think he can be. And Jermaine Johnson, who Burst talked about today, uh was pivotal in him deciding to come to Florida State. And also, shout out for Papuchas. Took a lot of grief, uh, rightly so. Understandably, with, with, with in the, one aspect. With the special teams, but he's also the defensive ends coach. And when, uh, I think it was you, Ira, that asked him, uh, maybe, I who knows, but uh, about why he chose Florida State, or one of the reasons he chose Florida State, he said Coach Norbell and Coach Papuchas. Um, and, uh, and, or he said Coach JP. JP. But, uh, I call him Papuchas. Yeah. They're not. Everybody uh, else is Coach JP. JP, but not me. I go. Corey formal. walks into the interview room. What's up, Papuchas? Papuchas in yeah. the house. Everybody gets a little uncomfortable, but it's just a, it's just understood. So that was good. That's got to be good for, for uh, Coach JP to see that, that his name gets mentioned <laughs> as uh, a reason that somebody came because it was not mentioned in the best of light uh, through a lot of the fall. Shout out to you, Coach JP. Uh, Seminole Headlines yeah. continues in a moment. We're, I'm getting us to the questions, guys. We're almost there. Hang in there. <laughs> Seminole Headlines on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Brian, yes, I'm sure they're doing their due diligence. Uh, he's asking the coaching staff to be sure that they're careful with guys who've had Prior injuries, yeah, yeah. It's been a couple of years though. That's the other thing. It was 2019. Right. Yeah, hurt. from our understanding, yeah. it wasn't a injury like a Mackenzie Milton thing where it's there's other damage beyond the normal ACL MCL stuff. It's and, concerning that he only had six carries though. Clearly, but I was going to ask, wasn't he here on a visit here recently? Yeah, he was here yesterday. I, do they have him do? And I'm not being facetious. Do they have him do jumping jacks and like sprints like the and combine and stops? Yeah, well, I let's believe get up there on that knee. Let's yeah. see what we got going. I know when McKenzie signed, I know that they had already looked over his medical stuff. So my guess is that they get a report or something from a trainer at the other school, or maybe they actually get the X-rays. I don't know the process. I don't know that you can bring him in and make him go through a workout. I don't know. Don't to, hey, we don't have to make him. You're, you're showing him the field. Hey, look, this is Bobby Bowden Field. See how, how fast how, you can run down yeah, it. How fast can you get yeah. to that midfield stripe? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to stand right around the 40-ish. Yeah, I'm going to Let's see where you go to the goal line. Let's see I'm going to say do. go. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. don't look at my hand. I might have some in my hand, but I just <laughs> I want to see how, how you look, man. I will say this. It is remarkable. You brought up Cam Akers earlier. I want to bring this point up. It doesn't appear, short of a limb being amputated, there is such a thing as a season-ending injury anymore. It is un. I mean, the progress made in medical science, 
the ability, if you work hard and you have the kind of you know toughness and work ethic that Cam Akers does, and you're a gym rat. That was an can, Achilles, right? It was an Achilles. That does it, I, Five and a half compute. months from an Achilles, it doesn't make any sense. You ought not be able to. I'm Kobe was out for like a year and a half. Well, most with people with an Achilles, it's a very serious deal. It, but the point is, Kobe was. I mean, I, I feel like worker. he's a pretty hard worker. Yeah. And that wasn't that long. It was like twelve years ago that happened, right? Or well, maybe ten years ago. And they made so much strides in the last ten years that it's silly. I, I, I've had so many friends with ACLs. One of them was William Floyd. His career was ruined to an ACL uh, in the NFL. I mean, he was well on his way to being a multi-time Pro Bowler. And I remember when it happened. And back then. Uh, if you talk to a guy, and I did talk to him, uh, they would tell you it was going to be a year, maybe yeah. two. But then you had the mental scarring. You had all this stuff. Guys, a lot of times, never return. I mean, we think back in ancient history, Gail Sayers, seven years, and that was the end of his career with an ACL. But like nowadays, guys get ACLs and can return same season. I'd never thought we'd see somebody Well, Florida Achilles. State uh, pulled the offer from, uh, who's that, Lance Harbor? The quarterback from Varsity Blues, he tore his ACL, right, and then right. uh, Florida that. State pulled the offer. Pulled the offer. That was the end of that. Yeah, he's a quarterback. He'll yeah. be fine. ACLs, I mean, no longer really prohibited for anybody. So I, I guess my point is, if if you work really hard and you're in great shape and you and you you want to get back and you're desperate to get back, they'll be able to get you back pretty quickly. So most of the time, unless it's a catastrophic injury like right. Kenzie Milton had, to your point, you trust a couple years removed from it, you'll be all right. Yeah, and that, like I said, they apparently really liked him. Two years ago, so it wouldn't be any different than if he, um, you know, if this if this was this past year was his first year and he redshirted because the first year he was just totally out, right? So you know, I mean, they liked him coming out of high school. They like him now. Any other players this week? Anybody yeah, we're else visiting. Well, we're actually getting three more players. We're going to talk to tomorrow. Uh, we're going to talk to a couple. Of, I think the offensive linemen. Uh, who transferred in? We'll be interviewing them on Thursday. The Lyles kid from Wisconsin. You're yeah, not about? tomorrow. Yeah. It'll be Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, I, that kid, from what I'm told, and then if you go back and look when he did play, and he has plenty of game film, I mean, we we think he's going to be a starter somewhere. Right, for sure. I think he's a starter center somewhere on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah center or guard. Right. That's going to be this spring's going to be interesting position battles on the offensive line because they have just about everybody back. But then you bring in a couple of transfers. Bless Harris, yeah, Bless Harris will fight for position. I think yeah. he's probably a backup. You got, but, I mean, you, but you have you're going to have eight or nine guys. And this goes for wide receiver too. But you're going to have eight or nine guys that have played and started that are competing for five spots. And you know what that does? It's going to make them all sharper because iron, iron sharpens iron. I mean, I'm glad that's starting to take off finally. But I've I've seen a shirt made yet. No, I haven't, and I should. All I did was the the Maryland is going to be a problem shirt. I need for the next headlines get together. I'll have iron sharpens iron. Corey Clark circa, what was that, like 15, 2015, 2016? When did I point that? Iron, it wasn't long after the famed Maryland's going to be a problem. Yeah, I think it was was a couple years after that. You redeemed yourself. Yeah, yeah. I I just wish I could be in the room with the people who are sitting there right now thinking, Corey Clark really thinks he came up with Iron Sharp. What's crazy about that is, like, if you watch this show for any length of time, I feel like my sarcasm drips off most out people should be, but, but people who don't get sarcasm don't get sarcasm. You understand that, right? It never comes around. But you, they're then, never going to get it ever, right? No, ever. I, I have same guys email me all the time about my sarcasm because they think everything I say is literal. Yeah. So there's no. It's just they're dumb people are dumb, man. It's just not going to come around. So hey, sorry, dumb people, <laughs> but I did say it in 2015, and there's no recorded. Uh, Nobody had ever no said a recorded document ever. of anybody saying it before that. Nobody, or writing never, it down. Never other even than written. maybe the Bible. But, yeah. other, but again, you know, it's not in direct quotes. <laughs> <laughs> you actually said it. 
That's not a, that's it was an original a, thought. Right, yeah. of course it was. Yeah, you just plucked it out of thin yeah. air. It just made like, sense When you think the about time. things that make each other better, what would that be like? I, you know, iron does sharpen iron. Iron sharpens iron. It makes Has the iron stronger. Has anybody ever posited that before? You, you just take two, two iron. Two iron skillets. Right. <laughs> just rubbing it. Just, just rub the skillets all together. Day. And it's, I just... <laughs> Flames going out, in the, and both skillets get stronger. Oddly, this reminds me of the fact that I actually would love to be able to uh, to be a, a, a melder of sorts. Or a blacksmith? Uh, blacksmith. Of kind. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to do that. Like flash dance? No. But was no, it she yeah. a welder? She was, but I, I called her a melder, didn't I? Yeah, melder. It's a welder. It's not a melder at all. I'd like to meld things together. It's a welder. Yeah, yeah I'd like to be a welder. That'd be cool, man. I It'd used be... to think welding would be really cool. I still do. You, like, shirtless with just the, the mask down? Maybe and about the, 10 years glistening ago. Glistening and do that, yeah. flame You're going into another area here. Well, uh, just, I'm just, saying. Apparently, you've pictured me welding before. <laughs> I'm melding? Just like, I'm just... you melding a lot. <laughs> it's all about sharpening your eye. <laughs> Hey, Ira. What? It's a family what? show. What? I'm just saying. You were it's talking family about family show, dude. We are right? off the That's rails. Right. Off the rails. Early music for you, Matthew. Early music. And then I'll get to headliner questions. Where he's cooling off. From you guys. <laughs> yeah. Just, the, just the, the mere mentioning like of a welding moment. He's like, <laughs> really? Please make it happen. I never knew it was true. Simple Headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio. 4chan TV continues in a moment.